Greetings, listeners. You are listening to the Mindful Breakaway podcast show. This is COVID The Flow series. Yes, you heard it right, COVID The Flow. In this series of Mindful Breakaway podcasts, we discuss what impact the coronavirus has had on various industries, sectors, and professions. Today we have with us Mr. Webhav Jain. His professional journey is about seven years old with three different organizations in three completely different domains. He started as a data analyst at the Smart Cube before his MBA from IIM Indore, followed by an investment banking role at Deutsche Bank post-MBA. And currently, he's a partner at one of India's fastest growing organizations, Edelweiss Financial Services, taking up a private wealth management role there. He is also a CFA charter holder and regularly volunteers at a CFA society in India. Today, he will be providing us with insights on how the capital markets have been impacted due to the coronavirus. I am Purti Goswami, your host for today's podcast, and without further delay, let's tune into the show. expressed by Mr. Webhoff are his personal opinions and do not represent the views of his employer, Edelweiss Financial Services. Hi, Mr. Webhoff. How are you doing today? I'm good, Puti. How are you? I'm good, too. It's really a pleasure to have you on our show. It's a pleasure for me as well that you have invited me and it's, it's going to be a fun answering the questions you might have. Yep. So without delay, I'd like to jump into the first question. Um, sure. Early estimates said that the Indian economy will contract by 1% due to COVID-19. And this was as per report by Bank of America Securities. How much mm-hmm. of an impact do you think COVID-19 is going to have on the Indian economy? Is it going to be more or less than 1%? So I cannot put a number to it because, again, these are the predictions which are done by specialist research analysts and they have done a lot of calculations by themselves. But what I can broadly say is that uh, the economy will definitely contract. Uh, The reason because a lot of operations have been stopped and even if they have been resumed, they have not been resumed 100%. Uh, Whenever there is not a 100% uh, operational uh, you know, 100% operational capacity and uh, things, then there will obviously be a kind of a contraction. Secondly, uh, the, the the deficit is always, you know, if we talk about deficit, it's always going to be your uh, surplus minus whatever, I mean, the, the uh, revenue minus expenses. And this time what the RBI and government is trying to do is that stuff a lot of uh, capital into the system. Uh, mm-hmm. even beyond their measures. So that will take a hit on the expenses side. So even mm-hmm. we can see that deficit is also going to be, uh, fiscal deficit is also going to be a little higher than what they were. Not little, but like much higher what they had actually budgeted before the COVID era. So don't want mm-hmm. to put a number to it, but contraction, yes, I think it will be. Yes, that makes sense. And comparing this to the global financial crisis of 2008, how similar do you think this situation is to that situation? Uh, different uh, impact on stock market initially was kind of a similar because uh, even in 2008, we saw that when this financial global financial crisis was that stock market started tumbling all over the mm-hmm. world. And the yep. impact was seen in India as well. 
but now this is a recession but this this is uh, i mean termed as a recession but obviously it has uh, different reasons to it mm-hmm. that recession was actually completely you because of some kind of financial issues so yep. some some economic pundits and uh, knowledgeable people obviously had solutions that okay now let's do this xyz things and the economy can come back on track but yeah. now what has happened is this this uh, crisis has been initiated by a health reason and generally when whenever there is this kind of a pandemic when there is no vaccine available it will obviously take not a central bank but a but a, a team of doctors and you know researchers to come up for us with a solution uh, mm-hmm. the central banks all over the world have done a great job in pumping in as much as money as possible so yeah. this recession and, and and the recovery which we have seen in the last 3 months uh, that has been incredible i mean in 2008 after 2008 crisis we took a considerable while to reach back to those pre uh, crisis level but this mm-hmm. time what we have seen is that okay if we talk about indian nifty index we are almost a 1500 points or 1800 points below the peak which we had attained before the crisis Yeah. Uh, but but if we talk about US Nasdaq 100, that's mm-hmm. already way above the the pre-COVID levels. So we mm-hmm. have seen a V shape of recovery in the stock markets. But I cannot say the same for the economy. So there mm-hmm. has been a detachment between the economy and the stock market, which was not there in 2008 crisis. Mm-hmm. So I think this is this is different. This is worse, and this is much more unpredictable. What that time it was. Yes, that's true. So we can say they are both not similar, contrary to the popular opinion that's going around. Yes, they are not similar, and and uh, the the solution should also be not very similar. Although uh, uh, we can say the the central bank and government have done well till now, but how long that can be sustainable, I I don't know. Looks difficult. Okay. So as you know there's a been a lot of job loss revenue loss and production has come to a standstill as per mm-hmm. your opinion do you think we've already reached the bottom going forward is the situation going to get better or worse I think it will uh, it it is it is becoming a little better mm-hmm. uh, over the past 3 months because uh, now ultimately what government indian government i can talk about india what government did in way back in late march was that complete shutdown was there yeah because of which they tried to contain the uh, spread of the disease but mm-hmm. uh, eventually what we have seen is that india has al- already risen to number 3 as of uh, now as of today we as we speak in terms of the cases all over the world after us and brazil uh, yes. now the thing is that uh, but government has understood that implications of this can be huge on economy if it had been a two month or three month period and then we would have sustained then obviously the things would have been done well but now what government has done is it started opening although yeah. with certain clauses but it has started opening up factories have started running if not completely shut down maybe or if not completely resume maybe at a 50% capacity mm-hmm. so people and i was reading somewhere that all those people who have moved back to their home cities back in tier 2 tier 3 cities from the tier 1 cities metropolitan cities in india mm-hmm. have actually been called back by their employers that come back we have mm-hmm. to resume office so even if there are certain employees whose job was lost lost or salary cut was there i think these 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 guys these things will actually resume and these mm-hmm. will come back so i i would say the bottom has already been done the only yeah. caveat and only thing which i am not very sure 
probably the warning sign is that if there is a second phase of uh, you know uh, 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 spread of disease which comes and the government has to lock down entire uh, country again that would, would be severe but mm-hmm. chances for that also are pretty high mm-hmm. okay so we can say the picture is going to get better but it's going to take time and things are going to move slowly for maybe the rest of the year right right because nobody would want to take such a risk that they are calling mm-hmm. everybody every office will have like okay now we'll run at 30% capacity maybe two yeah. months down the line increase to 50% getting back to pre covid levels 100% will take time mm-hmm. what kind of an impact do you think the pandemic will have on the saving behavior of people um ideally i would want it to become better it was mm-hmm. not that great in india but uh, what has happened purti uh, you know is that uh, because lot of people's jobs have been uh, they've lost jobs they have yes. their salaries have been cut mm-hmm. so savings let's say someone was saving 30% of his monthly salary mm-hmm. uh, if his if his salary is cut by a uh, 20 25% yep. i don't think so that he is going to be able to save that 30% now mm-hmm. right so yep. those those saving levels will obviously come down uh having said that uh if you talk about the 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 savings asset classes where they are saving uh, mm-hmm. there has been a lot of dent in the trust of the people with with equities mm-hmm. and even market as a whole because lot of debt funds have also not uh, you know they they have also gone uh, bust and uh, there are certain examples where the mutual funds have also gone bust so yes. there is a uh, there is an amount of uh scareness scariness in 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 people mm-hmm. uh so i would overall putting it i would assume that uh, savings rate will go down for a short term till the time these things are getting back to normal mm-hmm. um and but, but the good thing is that people have realized after this pandemic that there definitely needs to be savings uh, people need need to do savings in order to you know whenever these kind of situation comes they should have substantial wealth in their hand to 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 uh, you know overcome this uh, kind of uh, situation where they are not earning but they mm-hmm. do not have have any savings so they are gone so people will likely save more and more and understand the need of savings yep so right now they would be using up their savings but in the long run they would understand the importance of saving and we would see people in india save more yes okay so save in- more or i say at least save because lot of people didn't even save only Mhm that's true. In the 2020 budget announced in February of this year various measures were inter- introduced to boost foreign investment in India. For example, mm-hmm. DDT was removed or increasing the investment limit for FPI in corporate bonds. How right. far do you think these initiatives will still be able to attract investment? see these were great measures and i like the initiatives which uh, the government was showing to to boost the fdi investments yes. uh, but you know when these kind of situation happen like a covid situation these things take a back seat uh, yep. the, the major implications i mean obviously the uh, uncertainty of investing into developed and as well as uh, developing economy uh, mm-hmm. is actually you know uh, that the confidence is shaken but mm-hmm. in the long haul if these kind of uh, uh, measures keep coming in i think mm-hmm. these are very uh, very good measures to boost the fdi and fii investment however there are certain more uh, uh, things which the government 
needs to do to mm-hmm. to boost the confidence of uh, people because you know situations like vodafone idea which is what is happening mm-hmm. right you have you would have been reading that what is yes. happening with the agr issues so mm-hmm. vodafone is an entity which is not in indian right it is a, a foreign entity yes. such kind of scenarios keep on happening that people might the, the foreigners might not have that kind of a trust in the in the government Yep. so uh, some kind of these kind of favorable uh, stances if government also takes and uh, that would be in all will be boosting the economy the, the confidence in indian economy for the long yes. run yes i completely agree with you initiatives are required to boost investors trust especially during these times yeah um as you mentioned there's a lot of volatility in the market right now as a lot a lot of funds have closed and many investors are putting money in gold backed exchange traded funds which has mm-hmm. caused the price of gold to increase a lot how right. long do you think it will take for the price of gold to normalize uh what happens in gold puti is that you do not know is this a normal price or not because gold mm-hmm. is not backed by certain financials right mm-hmm. that you can build a discounted cash flow model and can calculate the value of gold Mm-hmm. so gold's work gold works in completely different way now i wouldn't say that it will become normalized if you say normalized would mean it comes back to uh, 1500 to 1600 ounce dollars per ounce or in indian yep. terms you can say back to 40000 rupees per mm-hmm. per 10 gram i don't yes. view gold like that now gold used to be hovering around 8000 to 9000 rupees per 10 gram somewhere around 2008 2009 and mm-hmm. then it suddenly shot up to 25000 rupees like it tripled in 3 or 4 years mm-hmm. right but then yep. stabilized nobody knew nobody thought that it can reach to 25 26 30000 levels but mm-hmm. it did and then it again stabilized and in next 7 to 8 years it moved from 32 to let's say 40 42000 very slow mm-hmm. up move now yep. it has suddenly moved with, with the reasons you are giving that lot of buying has been happening in the gold backed etfs and the gold funds Yes. Uh, it has moved to forty-nine to fifty thousand rupees per ten gram. That level. Mm-hmm. But I would say that that's a that's a kind of an overheated or something. Gold is increasing because there is an uncertainty uncertainty in the global economy. Mm-hmm. Whenever there is uncertainty in the global economy, people reach out to invest in gold because they view it as a safe haven, right? Mm-hmm. And when, yes. when that is the thing, and and today I would believe that the way Fed is. Uh, pumping in too much of money when things become normalized suddenly we'll come out of the water and see that we are all swimming naked because ultimately there's a lot of money so inflation will go up mm-hmm. and uh, the real interest rate will come down yes. uh, people might not be comfortable with the negative uh, real rates right so mm-hmm. ultimately the latest the, the safest option and with the trade war going between china mm-hmm. i do not know whether will, uh, the dollar will be able to sustain its value or not in mm-hmm. these kind of uncertain environment people run towards gold i yes. would not be surprised if we see gold reaching 70 or 80000 rupees per 10 gram as well which is somewhere like uh, 60% for 50 to 60% from this level as well yeah so so that should be that should be the 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 thing i mean it's it's not normalizing wouldn't mean that it would come down mhm that's my view okay And do you have any general piece of advice for investors right now keeping in mind the situation of the market? I would say that stick to asset allocation. Every investor should definitely work on their goals and risk profile and uh, figure out what best works for them in the short and the long run. 
asset allocation would be uh, allocating a certain percent to equity certain percent to debt and certain percent to commodity like gold and mm-hmm. then probably stick to that uh, those percentages once someone has that kind of a of a asset allocation which is called in strategic asset allocation mm-hmm. he can work around with a little bit of like 5 10% plus minus in each category and make a technical yeah. allocation but mm-hmm. this is a very good time when a person has seen the highs of 2017 and the lows of 2020 so he has seen the complete cycle now he can easily sit down without worrying about whatever he has lost he should mm-hmm. sit down and formulate this strategy for himself over the long run so mm-hmm. this is what i think uh, an investor should do now at whatever level be it an hni be it a mass affluent whether his net worth is just 5 lakh rupees or a 5 crore rupees everybody should do that yeah that that's actually a great piece of advice I'll definitely pass it on to everyone I know. And what kind of stocks as per your opinion will see a rise in prices during the remaining of the year? Okay, so I can talk about Indian stocks first put yep. so see generally what we have been seeing is that uh we are sitting at home now we are working from home. Yes. All the stocks which have benefited from people working from home have already been already risen a lot. Mm-hmm. And and along with india i can also include us because mostly the us stocks are uh, there in the listed segment which people are running after now if yes. you are sitting at home you know that you have to use zoom a lot microsoft mm-hmm. teams a lot yes. all those apps right you have to mm-hmm. using you are going to use netflix a lot but then mm-hmm. obviously you are not going to use uh, let's say uh, an uh, uh, you are not going to buy a car because yes. obviously you are not going out, right mm-hmm. you are not going to Purchase oil because oil, anyways, you don't need to. So these kind mm-hmm. of sectors see a downtrend, but I think we have already seen a great uptrend in all those stocks which I mentioned: Amazon, Flipkart, uh, sorry, Amazon, uh, and you know Microsoft, Netflix, mm-hmm. Google. They have already risen a lot, but they'll continue to rise. So all the tech stocks which are AI and ML based will see rise. Health stocks will see a rising. Telecom stocks in India will see a rising because. of the issues which are happening there are only mm-hmm. three players left jio airtel and vodafone yep. and with such a such a oligopoly such a you know only three player in the in the game uh, yes. there's always upside for the incumbent players the mm-hmm. others have been wiped off i would say this is going to be good uh, time to look at uh, some kind of fmcg stocks mm-hmm. because uh, ultimately the consumption of consumption of food and other these kind of you know uh, uh the food items the soaps and the uh face washes these are not going to reduce just mm-hmm. like medicines are not going to reduce so these yeah. comes under the essential commodities and all the companies which are producing essential commodities will see a continuation in the rise we might see a downfall in stock uh, in in companies which are like uh, uh, stocks like multiplexes wherever there is going to be a lot of people who are going to gather like a movie hall or a casino or you know a, a flight or a, or a train so these all stocks mm-hmm. might see a little bit of hit otherwise uh, the remainder ones which i told you uh, yep. good to good to have yeah that that makes sense so my next question it's a two parter first mm-hmm. in your opinion what is going to be the impact of the recent shutdown of funds by franklin templeton on the type of funds investor park their money in in the future and second do you think other high risk debt funds could also shut down 
So the impact of this uh, Franklin shutting down its six funds is actually dent has dented the confidence of consumer uh, the investors with respect to their fixed income investments as well. Now yeah. people actually gen- generally people know that equities will equities are volatile and sometimes they make they might make good returns sometimes they might lose money as well. But nobody before these kind of incidences assumed that, or even thought that there can be losses in even the fixed income segment. Yeah. Unfortunately, what happens is, and what has happened is that if equities are not performing well, they will mm-hmm. never stop any, uh, you know, any withdrawal from the funds. Because, yeah. I mean, okay, the the stock price has fallen down. You can redeem your uh, your units from the mutual fund. But what Franklin has done is that it has stopped any kind of redemption as well. Yes. Yeah. People people cannot even take a loss and exit. They are stuck. So this yes. has dented the confidence. Now I can see two things over here. One thing is that people uh, might be very very scared, but knowledgeable before investing. They'll take a complete. They look at a complete picture. They would know about mm-hmm. the risks and the returns, mm-hmm. and then only they'll. Invest. Second thing, I I really want people to now start consulting their financial advisors. If they do not have financial advisors, have one. Yes. I mean, yeah. For for each kind of an investor, see someone who has only a net worth of let's say ten lakh rupees. Mm-hmm. He will say, I only have ten lakh rupees. Who is going to advise me? But that's not the case. There are advisors for each and every level because this ten lakh person, if he loses one lakh, that mm-hmm. is ten ten percent of his total wealth, right? Similarly, yes. if there is a person who is a crore worth of uh, of uh, uh, net worth, but he is losing one lakh, is not big for him. But then yep. his investment falls to me at such a high level that he would have invested ten crores and he would have lost one crore. Mm-hmm. Each and every level, there has to be a financial advisor who can. So why I am saying this is that lot of good financial advisors had actually advised their clients not to put money into Franklin Credit Risk Fund, for example. Mm-hmm. right so so had these guys be uh, listen to that kind of advices people would not have been stuck over there mm-hmm. right so this this is one thing and the second thing you are you asked was that uh, what is going to be the impact on other what higher risk funds yes right? high risk funds i think that i have already answered the point is that people will actually look before before investing look the risk and return profile before mm-hmm. before getting into that kind of fund if a credit risk fund if a if a, a credit risk fund is a debt fund which is from which used to promise 10 to 12% returns mm-hmm. now people used to think that if i am getting a 10 to 12% returns in a debt fund what is better than this this is a, like a no brainer because yeah. people never observe people never uh, you know never saw that fixed income funds can give a loss mm-hmm. but now they have realized that higher risk higher returns will always be accompanied by higher risk so yep. i just hope people should be aware and uh, if if someone can take a risk definitely they can they should move ahead and take that risk but then mm-hmm. you should be aware that you can lose your capital as well yes yes that's true so as you may know rbi is providing banks money at lower rates to meet the liquidity requirements of the mutual funds um do you think this liquidity facility pro- provided is adequate to save the market market has already been saved as we can see if we are talking about the stock markets today we are seeing that in the last 3 months whatever rbi has done has actually saved the markets and we are back to those pre covid levels if not exactly but almost there 
so in the retrospect we can say with the hindsight benefit that okay that has worked mm-hmm. not only that there has been other measures which have actually worked and india has anyway is being copying what has whatever is happening with the us markets yep. so overall the scenario has led to a very positive impact Mm-hmm. now whether that was enough or not i think the the, the rbi did well to start with mm-hmm. and i was somehow i was somehow contemplating that if these measures were also not adequate and the mm-hmm. market continued to fall i was very much sure that rbi will come with more such measures yeah right so mm-hmm. so that will always be like but but when when the situation did not get that bad rbi obviously why would it Uh, continue to do so right when the yes. situation was uh, was improved just by the, these couple of steps so mm-hmm. there is always going to be a de- debate whether what rbi did that mr modi promised uh, 20 lakh crores of uh, you know uh, uh, support from the government but eventually it was only a 1.5 to 2 lakh crore support otherwise uh, things were like uh, normal things only which he tried to show as these are support people are keeping on to debate i mean they they keep on debating all these things but i think economy is doing better uh, stock mm-hmm. market has done better once i think these problems will start emanating again rbi will come into the picture and will do more yes. is what my is what my thoughts are what my assumption are and what my actually what i want also i mean okay. when the crisis is there rbi should take steps yep yep that makes sense My next question is about the boycott China movement making the rounds right now. A lot of Indian startups are funded by Chinese venture capitals across different industries whether it be e-commerce, media, aggregation services and the like, including think um companies like Paytm, Zomato and Ola. How do you think the current boycott China movement is going to affect the funding ecosystem for them? see there has to be an impact because you know yes. that was a substantial amount which china chinese companies used to invest into india now if yes. you completely stop one one uh, major uh, investing uh, uh, source then there has mm-hmm. to be a pressure because you know uh, there is a lot of due diligence lot of processes which happen before a company before an investor decides to invest in a startup um obviously us is still open and us we'll we'll see more and more investment coming from us because many investors in us think india is a very good market continues to be a very good market mm-hmm. so those those might in fact might increase as well uh there may be a short term uh, disruption in in investing from chinese companies mm-hmm. uh but putting things in a larger picture i was also not very comfortable with these high valuations which many startups were getting actually by the investors uh mm-hmm. maybe there will be a some some kind of a, you know uh, dent in the or or kind of a break in the uh, continuous uh, funding for the for the startups and getting such a high valuation but yeah. i need to also see i mean i do not want to comment much on that because uh, uh, how long this boycott will also will also take place we do not know but mm-hmm. whatever is done for the entire if we look into the entirety with respect to the indian security and all I think that's a great step. Whatever okay, is done, yeah. I'm I'm very much in favor of it. Okay. Yes. Yep. I agree. So for the last question of the podcast, um, as you know, the lockdown has definitely caused India to shift to digital, creating an increased demand for a lot of apps providing services like food delivery, online shopping, video conferencing, and online lectures. A lot of online platforms and apps 
providing investment and banking services have also seen a rise like the ET money apps, Zerodha, or just general bank apps. What kind of technological advances can we expect in the way investing is done in the future? I very good question because I think many people are moving many at least people whose network is low who are actually called mass affluent investors mm-hmm. are more comfortable in moving towards these tech platforms yes. um, many of the firms uh, what you mentioned are like some startups like zerodhas et money paytm and all but yes. even the established ones like uh, edelweiss where i am working mm-hmm. uh, some banks like kotak and all these guys are also coming up with their uh, Uh, you know they are these guys are also stressing on the fact that and they have accepted that uh, digital is going to be the next big thing and mm-hmm. all of these big companies are also kind of making these apps and making process so simple for investors to use robo advisory and invest into uh, wherever they want so yes. this is going to be the next big thing in indian markets and this has already been done in in china and us the developed markets but i think uh, uh, this is the this is the next next big thing because mm-hmm. you cannot one financial advisor in person cannot uh, manage more than x number of people face to face you know and after this lockdown yeah. many people have realized that it's better to have a kind of an app where person can click or a, or a video conference or all these things where investment becomes very easy today mm-hmm. if i want to invest into anything it just just takes me 2 minutes if i do it through let's say a zerodha coin Uh, like a mutual fund or or any investment which i have to make it just i just need to type the uh, either download the app or t- type the url of the website mm-hmm. and i don't think it takes more than 4 to 5 minutes for any kind of investment to happen so yeah. things are moving positively and i am much in favor of things moving towards towards that direction yeah yeah that's a very insightful answer answer and digital is like much more convenient and it is safer during these times exactly And that brings us to the end of our show. It was really great having having you, Mr. Webhub, and you provide us like really great insights into the market. If you like our podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Follow Mindful Breakaway on LinkedIn for more interesting projects. Views expressed by Mr. Webhub are his personal opinions and do not represent the views of his employer, Edelweiss Financial Services.